Kendi, Rockstars. Prepare for a treat, let's meet and greet some bands and singers that are super sweet Making music that's fun for boys and girls, help them learn about this great big world Fun for the family, yes it's true, your kids will love it and you will too Clap and dance and sing aloud, become a part of the kindy crowd These songs will make you move your feet and give your ears a great big treat So settle in, grab your guitars, and let's get to know our kindy rock stars Hello everyone and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. This is the show that gives you the stories behind the songs from some of the best bands and singers that are making fun, informative, educational, catchy, and occasionally silly songs for children and families. I'm your host, Patrick Adams, and each episode of Kindy Rockstars will feature an artist and a featured song. So let's get to this week's show. Hello, everyone. Joining me on tonight's show is Todd and Tina. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks for having us. All right. So tell everyone out there how you guys got into kindy music. Um, it actually started, I actually kind of have a semi-regular jingle writing career. And I was doing the road trip with the family through South Dakota. And we're from Minnesota. And I kept hearing um, songs by the presidents of the United States of America. You remember that band? I do. Obviously, you know, Lump. Chris Blue, if you're doing kindy music. But I kept hearing them nonstop on our satellite radio. And then I was, uh, I got back home. And then on the local stations, I kept hearing Chris Blue with all the, pre- uh, the presidents of the United States of America. And I'm like, what is the world trying to tell me? Like... <laughs> It's a song, you know, you haven't heard Lumper Peaches for how many years? And then all of a sudden you're hearing it everywhere. And I I always kind of pay attention to the cues and just see if you kind of follow that stream. And then I looked him up and I saw that he was doing kids music and I'm a jingle writer and it's kind of and I write goofy songs to begin with. So it kind of all fell into place that way. And then I reached out to Tina over there to help polish things up. And my background is actually, I'm a music, elementary music teacher. So I've been teaching um, music for 20 plus years. And I sang on some of Todd's jingles and we collaborated a little bit with that. And one day he called and said, hey, I've written a couple of these kids songs. Would you just come on over and sing through them a little bit with me? I'm like, sure, okay. And we recorded a couple tracks and then he's like, oh, I got a few more. And it just kind of kept snowballing and all of a sudden we had 10 songs recorded and thought, well, let's just put an album together and see what happens. And so that's how Todd and Tina was born. Excellent. That, that is a unique origin story. Yeah. Well, and it's also, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was about to say a nice, nice shout out to presidents of the United States of America. (laughs) Maybe, maybe we can get Chris Ballou to, to listen and. uh, (laughs) There you go. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy. And then also it's just like, once you get into that world, it's just kind of, you know, I've been in bands for my whole life and it's just a different, um, th- it's weird. Cause it's like you get older and you're not as connected to the emotions in music as much. You like making music, you like the craft of it, but you know, I'm not 16 bleeding my heart out to a girl at this point, you know, and 
it just gives you a whole new realm of like fantastical creativity. And then I got kind of hooked on it. Yeah. Kids music is good for that. There, there are, you know, there's sort of general topics like, uh, you know, dinosaurs and uh, things like that. Food, exactly. Mm -hmm. Animals, um, you know, all sorts of different things, but then you just go sometimes left of center with song topics and, uh, that's one thing I loved about you guys. I said some of your song titles, uh, it's like, Oh, I bet that's a really fun song. That's well, the idea. And I, and I feel like we have a really good, um, test audience with my classroom. And as we've been recording things, the very first day of school, I played one of our songs. I played silly string for my students in class. I didn't tell them what it was or who it was by. I just turned it on and we did kind of a movement activity with it. And before, you know, the second time through the course, all the kids were singing the song along. And I thought, this is so amazing that, you know, they were picking it up so quickly and having such a good time with it. And to me, that's what kids music needs to be. It needs to be easy to listen to and fun and kids can sing right along. Totally agree. So in the, in the partnership, as you guys like put songs together, how, how is that dynamic between the two of you? Does one of you write the songs and then uh, the other one participates uh, vocally or how, how does that dynamic work? Tad's a songwriter and um, he's the creative engine behind our train. And so he'll write this stuff and call me up and say, hey, or most of the time now, he'll just send me an email and a quick demo. And he puts it together in his brain. Um, I come in and maybe tweak if it needs some tweaking, um, add some melodic contour. Todd's range is small. And kids music's range doesn't need to be big, but um, maybe more than a couple notes. And so um, I add that um, component to our songs and, and it's a lot of back and forth and working together. And then we record. And it's a good, it's a good barometer too, to say like, sometimes I think a song's great. I'm like, Chrissy, check this out. This is the one. And she's just like, you got to cut that line. That's not going to work in kids music. And, you know, you try and sneak those things in and just for more for fun and all that. And it's nice to have somebody else. She kind of, you know, puts on the frosting and makes it seem a little more palatable and friendly just because I, there is the, yeah, it's, it's nice to have both of us because you get both the male and female dynamic and, yeah. you know, a dad approaches things in a certain way and fart jokes are always funny, blah, blah, blah. And then it's nice to have Chrissy be like, no, that's, that's not our style. You know, that mom and educator perspective now too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I kind of feel you on that one. Cause the, the songs that I have written is like, I know that one is not meant to be in my voice. This is yeah. for a female voice. So it's, it's kind of, once it's ready, it's like, okay, I understand that. This isn't going to sound good if I sing it. <laughs> yeah. And that we have both of those voices to add into our music. Yeah. So I got to go back and ask about that drive across South Dakota, because <laughs> I've made that drive. And did you go that route from like Sioux Falls to Mount Rushmore, because that's what I did. And I, yep. I will never forget <laughs> the two towns that we passed through on that drive. <laughs> yeah, no, we said, well, we live in uh, the Twin Cities. And then it was like, OK, everything's shut down. Where do you go? And you end up going to South Dakota. And I think we made it to Sioux Falls the first night or someplace around there. Mitchell, the Corn Palace, of course. Yeah. And I then stop there. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I picked up bed bugs or something like that in the hotel. At least that was my story <laughs> for the kids when I woke up with a bunch of uh, bites. Nothing against the hotel in Mitchell, but um, and then we went all the way over to Mount Rushmore and, you know, you saw the great it's it's kind of fun. It's just such a different, different world. But then, you know, you pass by the one lake by the Pizza Hut over there and then just keep going. And usually my wife drives and I end up falling asleep or reading a book. So that's I can do that anywhere, really. Yeah, I was so glad that I convinced a friend to come with me. I, I'm not sure I could have <laughs> handled that seven hour drive alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fun, though. You got to see it. If you have kids, you have to take them to Mount Rushmore and like all. Those it was things. very cool. It was totally yeah. worth it in the end to, to yeah, have gone and seen that. Yeah. And there was like underground caves and all that stuff. And I mean, that type of thing is pretty cool. So you remember that you've got kids and, you know, you just it works its way. Hopefully they'll remember it when they're old. Yeah. So tell me how 2020 impacted the both of you when things shut down. Um, well, as an educator, we went all online and that was really hard as a music teacher to try and keep kids engaged, right? Because when kids come to my classroom, we create music together, we sing together, we're playing instruments, we're moving. And so that was um, a really big shift that I had to make in um, not only in my teaching, but really in my performing, because now I was you know, I, my classroom, I feel is like a performance for eight hours a day, essentially. And so I really had to shift from performing for kids to now my computer screen and hoping that what was going out, especially in the beginning, you know, kids were at least interacting with and connecting with, but I think it stretched me musically too. I started to, um, challenge myself more and what I could do with the technology and, you know, put together all of those weird quirk. If you know, Jimmy Fallon in the roots and they do like those classroom instrument bands, right? Like it was really fun to start putting things together like that. Um, and just to be more creative with, with what I was creating for kids. Yeah. How about you, Todd? Uh, you know, to be honest, I work in a small office transportation and I just kept going to work like normal. Um, it was it was a crazy time. Obviously, it still is in terms of supply chain, which is what everybody wants to hear on Kindy Rockstars. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they come for the kids music, stay for the logistics talk. Um, but, you know, and actually, I will say it um, it actually brought Chrissy more to my attention because I saw the videos she was posting and I'm like, hey, this is, I, I think we're on the same creative wavelength here, you know, where it's like, all right, she, I know the music, she knows the videos and how do these things work together? But, and past that, I'm a runner. So most times if I, it gave me, a, I got a lot of miles. I know that much. So. I think too, it, it allowed us a little bit of time to do this as well, right? It's not mm. like you were going out and doing all of these things in the pandemic and, and, um, you know, it, it just gave us time to work together and figure it out and, and then decide, oh, yeah, we could do this and, and see where it goes for fun. Yeah. All right. You guys ready to get into the song? Yeah. Sure. This episode's song is called Panda Bear Dance. All right. Tell us a little bit about this song. Well, Panda Bear Dance is just silly. I mean, that's the premise of the song. It's about a panda bear dancing in his underwear and he kind of gets lost along the way. It sounds like he's kind of wandering through, who knows, maybe the zoo. Um, 
you know, down by the bamboo patch and um, just a silly song with a really great hook. And, you know, anytime you say the word underwear around kids, they just think that's fantastic. That's, that's gold. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a really simple, fun song. It's got a catchy hook and it's fun to dance to. And my kids in my classroom just love it. They'll come in and request to listen to it. Can we listen to the Panda Bear song? And so they really enjoy having fun with it. And, and really, I feel like that's just such an important part of our kids' music, right? Is that kids can enjoy and have fun with it. Absolutely. And, and just to add, it's funny. You mentioned you have daughters too. And my daughter will always critique my lines and she'll just be like, you know, dad, up over over the hill and back around is right where you started. So it should probably say something else. And I'm just like, ah, what do you, you know, it's, you've got the built-in critics all the time, but that's what makes it fun. <laughs> You're like, no, it sounds good. That's, that's why it's there. Yep. All right. Well, let's check it out. Here is Panda Bear Dance by Todd and Tina. I had a pet panda and his name was Spot. I had him one day and then he got lost I looked up high, I looked down low I called my friends asking where did he go Oh panda bear, panda bear, I don't care Don't you dare dance in your underwear Swing it to the left, swing it to the right Oh this old panda was out of sight So I went to the zoo cause that's where he'd go They told me they haven't seen him round here, no But there's a bamboo on the edge of the town, right over the hill and back around. Oh, panda bear, panda bear, I don't care. Don't you dare dance in your underwear. Swing to the left, swing to the right. Oh, this old panda was out of sight. So I went to the bamboo patch and there he was, eating bamboo and playing with bugs. I finally told Spot that I think we should go. He started to dance and I said, oh no. Todd and Tina, let everybody know where they can stream and download those songs and find you guys on social media. You know, we're found, you can find us on Spotify. Just type in toddandtina.com. It brings you right to our YouTube page, Facebook. You know, Todd apostrophe and apostrophe Tina. It'll show up. Every, everything's everywhere these days. Um, yeah, please check it out. And uh, if you like, uh, if you like it, tell others. If you don't give it a chance, uh, go to the Darth, well. go to the Darth Vader song. Give <laughs> yeah, it a whirl. Find your jam. <laughs> All right. Well, Todd and Tina, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure having you on. Hey, thanks thank you so for much having for us. having us.